First up, we're going to talk movies. And I'm um, very delighted to introduce part of News Hub's entertainment and lifestyle team, Daniel Rutledge. Hi there, Daniel. G'day, Jesse. How are you? Good, thank you. And thanks so much for making some time in your schedule for us. Um, by the way, You're how are you feeling well. about all the Barbie hype that's out there? <laughs> Look, it was a film I was not excited about when I first heard about it. And then the more I learn about it, the more fascinated I am by, why, by, by what this thing is. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to go and see it now. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. Do you think it might actually be quite good? I, I think it could be. I mean, I don't know, but Greta Gerwig is a talented filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and it does seem at least weird, which means interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so I'm, I'm game to check it out. Well, now you're officially here to review the new Indiana Jones film. And is this worth going and seeing? Look, I think it is. I had a lot of fun uh, watching this latest Indiana Jones, certainly a lot more than I did the Crystal Skull, um, which was the last, the fourth one that we can all just kind of forget about. Um, But I will say the reason I'm a little bit hesitant uh, to, to sort of give it a a huge recommendation is that I, whilst I really enjoyed watching it afterwards, I couldn't really remember much of what happened. Um, (laughs) And so the reason that is so shocking is that if you think of, um, for a lot of people of, of, um, of of our, I guess our age group, and it was one of those films where you, where you watched the Raiders of the Lost Ark moments in that film imprinted on your memory for pretty much the rest of it for me, the rest of my life. So, there's nothing like that in the new film, um, although it is very fun. It's fun to watch moment to moment. It's not egregiously bad ever. It's just a little a little meh um, as far as Indiana Jones films goes, but that is because they've set such a high standard with such classic, um, you know, iconic films. Yeah, do, do the storylines, the plot of those early ones ho- hold up? Because I, I just sort of remember them as a series of set pieces, and they really worked like that. But 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 were they good stories? And is this a good story? I think they were less about story and more about character. And they just had amazing characters, helped a lot by Harrison Ford having more charisma than than most people. Um, storyline wise, they were fine. They were serviceable, easy to follow for kids. You know, that's. All you need to, yeah. as you say, tie together the the, the, uh, the set pieces, which, to be honest, is all you need in a film like this. The new Mission Impossible coming out soon. Everyone's excited about it. It's going to be amazing. What was the storyline of the last <laughs> Mission Impossible? No idea. We just remember the set pieces. So yeah, it's kind of similar in this one, although there is more of a um, this is more of a legacy. This is more of a sunset. He's in his eighties now, and there's they're very. Uh, they acknowledge that pretty, pretty head on in the film with this being the highlight of not only Indiana Jones's life, but, but Harrison Ford's life. Yeah. You know? So that makes it quite sentimental. And for people who do have a lot of affection for the original films, even though this one isn't as good, that kind of beautiful farewell that it is to the franchise and to the character will be, there will be some tears in the audience, even if, you know, even if the film isn't as great as its predecessors. There have been some nice cameos from sidekicks and bit part players in the previous films. Anything like that in the latest one? Look, I don't want to give that away. Okay. Um, there will, yes, there is, but um, but I think it's more fun to find out in the cinema. Fair enough, fair enough. Than me saying that now. The new characters are really good, though. Phoebe Waller-Walker uh, is, is from Fleabag, um, is fantastic in the new film. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I beg your pardon. Um, she, uh, yeah, she's just a great sidekick in this one. I, again, I don't want to give away too much of what her character is. Um, and then Mads Mikkelsen is the, is the bad guy, and he is playing a, a Nazi, and he's fantastic. I love that actor. Um, if you're not a fan of him, you should be. He's in a lot of things like Hannibal, um, the Pusher series. He's great, and he's just it's amazing seeing him as a villainous Nazi in this role. Yeah, I feel like he's been a Bond villain, has he? Or is it, does, he just look, does he just look like a Bond villain? No, he has been a Bond villain. I think he was Casino Royale. I think it was his big break yeah, into, okay. um, into, into the West after his Danish career, yeah. And, and James Bond, not a bad reference point for these sort of movies, because that's also one where you leave the film going, well, I'm not quite sure why they were in Monaco, but I enjoyed the car chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but nothing from this movie that will compare with, say, remember when he was being chased by that giant rock uh, through the tunnel? The big boulder. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, I mean, that's the most iconic scene from the franchise, that and the um, where he's swapping the, the stone over. the Yeah, that whole sequence of Raiders of Lost Ark is just, it's set a standard, and there's, but nothing, it's not fair to really... No. Nothing's going to be as good as that ever, right? Like, <laughs> not in an Indiana Jones film, not in any other film. You just can't do it because it was the first to do it quite like that. So, yeah, no, there's no, there's certainly no scenes like that. But, um, but listen, it is, it's, it's five stars compared to the Crystal Skull. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess like uh, watch it and complete the set, right? Like I'm always going to go watch a Star Wars movie if a Star Wars movie comes out because, because I'm a Star Wars guy. Whether or not it's the best Star Wars movie that's ever been made, and that's right. And even even when it's not, you're still hanging out with the character. Like Indiana Jones is so he's just so charming and so so much fun to be around. And he's not kind of he doesn't have the Harrison Ford obviously doesn't have the edge that he had as as Han Solo and, and Indiana Jones um, in his younger years. But he's still got the charm and the charisma, and is just a a magnificent guy to watch on screen. So even when he is in bad movies, it's, you know, he makes them all right. It's, it's, he makes them funny, even if they're not good. And this isn't a bad movie. I, it's just bad compared to Raiders of the Lost Ark and, and Temple of Doom. Yeah, well done. Okay, Daniel Rutledge on the new Indiana Jones film, which is called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's quite a hard one to remember. Meanwhile, a lot of our listeners will be excited about the New Zealand International Film Festival being on the way, have you had a bit of a look at the program that's been released so far? I have, yes. Uh, that came out on Monday and had a little event in, at Rialto. I played one of the films, actually, which was a, a nice way to kick it off. Um, and it's the first time we've kind of had a full-bore film festival in four years, which blows my mind. But, yeah, we're getting 129 films in the Auckland program with a whole range of filmmakers coming over with them. And, um, yeah, look, I've gone through and I've made a watch list. I've got about 20 that I want to see. Wow. I'll whittle that down to about 10. But I can run through a couple of my the ones I'm most excited yes, about. Yes, please. Um, so number one for me is a film called Monster, and it's from a Japanese director called Koreeda Hirokazu, who has made quite a few films that have come to the, the film festival. I think his biggest one was Shoplifters um, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also done uh, Three Sisters, or uh, My Little Sister, sorry, is the name of that one. I'm Still Walking. And these films are basically in the, uh, in the, in the vein of the classic Japanese family films that were made 
I think her story is kind of the most famous one from those, I think the 30s or 40s. But they're very um, extremely meaningful observations on family life mm-hmm. and to some extent Japanese-ness, uh, although they are universal, but there's a gentle, beautiful classical filmmaking uh, that he is a master of. So Monster is, is his latest one. It's done very well overseas at other festivals and it's coming here and right. it was immediately the first one I needed to go see. Fantastic recommend, um, thank you. And a couple others. There's one at the end of the festival called How to Have Sex, which is, uh, that got a lot of buzz. It's a young female filmmaker from the UK, I think, and she's done a film about three teenagers, three teen girls who are doing their first OE um, without parents. And it's apparently fun, but also hard-hitting and authentic and um, kind of scary if you're a parent, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that looks... the the. What I try to do, Jesse, with these films, with Hollywood films, you generally know so much about it these days. You've seen so many trailers yeah. that you know most of the films. So I skim-read the program and get the apply my knowledge of what the, who the filmmakers are and then just read the bare minimum about, the, about these films to go and see them because then you're surprised in cinema and that is my favourite way Great. to enjoy these movies. So, yeah, I've got, I do have a few others that I'm, I'm most excited about. Have you got any that you're most looking forward to at this stage? Uh, I'm totally in the dark about the film festival. As a busy father of four, it's the, it's, it's, I'm very, very many years away from getting to sit down and watch a film festival film. Um, so I'm relying on your expertise. I will say, as I recall, you know, the film festival is has a proud history of screening films that freak parents out about their children. I remember when one came out, um, gee, must have been almost 20 years ago. Was it Kids? Was that the, was that the film? Yes. Yeah, that's a Larry Clark film. <laughs> Very notorious, that one. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. um, give yeah, us a couple, give us a couple more. <laughs> sure. Well, there's, uh, the one I saw on um, that is playing is called Radical, and that is a true story about a um, Mexican teacher in like an underprivileged school on a border town in Mexico. With, um, kids who have a lot of trouble. There's a lot of uh, gang warfare, and um, you know it's a cartel area, very poverty impoverished area. And this guy actually brought in radical new tr- teaching strategies and dramatically improved the lives of these kids, improved their um, grades, and even got. Actually, if you don't know the real story, it's better to find this out. Okay. In there. But the, the results he gets from the kids is actually really amazing. As a film, it's very, even though it's a true story and very meaningful in that way, if you've seen a film about an unorthodox teacher teaching underprivileged kids yeah. and getting good results for them, you've seen something very similar <laughs> to this before. It follows all those beats. Yeah, maybe um, slightly more highbrow than Dangerous Minds, but same sort of vibe. It's not even that much more high to be honest. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just Mexican um, okay. and a true story, and therefore it does have a bit more oomph to it. But it was it was lovely, and you know it might that could well appeal to a lot of people. Uh, um, and there's a there's a Chi- there's another one. I'm just forgetting the name of it right now. But there's a Chinese film noir that I'm also really excited about. It sounds a bit like. Uh, Memories of Murder or Zodiac or that type of sort of modern film noir. And it's about a detective in a small town in China who's trying to solve a murder or a, a series of murders, I think. And um, the I can't remember it's, much about that one. Including it's not um, Back to the Wharf, is it? No. No, okay. 
Uh, I, I, I apologise. I can't quite remember. Oh, good. You've but... done very well, Daniel, and I'll put you on the spot. Thank you very much for helping us out today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and I um, hope you have a good time at the festival. Thank you very much, Jesse. I hope you managed to get to at least one of them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? Daniel Rutledge, who heads up uh, News Hub's Lifestyle Entertainment team with some thoughts on movies currently out and upcoming.